This episode of the Music Dicks is brought to you by Twisted Bull. Twisted Bull is a bar and grill located in Elkins, West Virginia, and you cannot beat their menu. All the way from the best wings in town to their homemade pulled pork, they have a full menu that will not disappoint. At the Twisted Bull, they are always searching for improvements to cater to your desires. Their bartenders strive to originate new cocktails that will suit everyone. Brandon and Jamie will always have a helping hand in helping you choose what's right for your palate. Wing night is every Thursday, and they offer a range of homemade sauces. Mug night is every Friday, and their hours are Wednesday through Sunday. Sunday, 3 p.m. to 3 a.m., and their kitchen does not close early. So if you get a bit liquored up and you want something to eat before you go home, they got you covered. They offer dine-in, takeout, and delivery. Let them be your host for any event from sports to live music and so much more. All their events are always posted on their Facebook and Instagram page. Check them out at All The Way Twisted on Facebook and Instagram. That is at All The Way Twisted. Twisted Bull, Elkins, West Virginia. Tell them that the Music Dicks sent you. What's going on, Dickheads? Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Music Dicks. It's time for another review, and uh, we hope you're excited for it. With that being said, Tristan picked this album. I also picked this water, and I'm going to review this water before we do anything. This yeah. water is aggressive. It's aggressive. It's, you said that earlier. It's I'm like angry water. I've never heard angry. Let me try this angry water. water. Let me see if I agree. So, <laughs> this week on the Music Dicks, we review water. That water is pissed, dude. <laughs> So we're going to do a Jamie Johnson album this week. Uh, originally, uh, Tristan had picked uh, a Luke Holmes album, and then he decided that he liked music and wanted to do a, an album of music. Um, so he decided to do this one, and uh, we'll see how He's that goes. Wrong. We'll see how that goes. So let me read a little bit. We're doing the, that Lonesome Song by Jamie Johnson, and a little bit of information on the album. Uh, that Lonesome Song is the third studio album by American country music singer Jamie Johnson, initially released to digital retailers in 2007 without the promotion of a record label. Did you say third studio album? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought this was his first. No. It was released to digital retailers in 07 without the promotion of a record label. The album was physically released on August 5th, 2008 via Mercury Nashville Records. Under Mercury's promotion and distribution, the album has accounted for two singles on the Billboard Hot Country Songs charts. Well, that's a real... See, I thought it had four. It's a real hot charting right there. I figured that lonesome song in between Jennings and Jones would be on there. The first one of these, In Color, became Johnson's first and only top 10 country hit when it peaked at number nine in early 2009. This song also earned him both Country Music Association and Academy of Country Music Award wins for Song of the Year in 2009, as well as a Grammy Award yeah. nomination. Its follow-up High Cost of Living reached number 34 on the same chart. See, I thought he got a Grammy for that. Yeah, so it says that the album only had two singles and it was in color and High Cost of Living. Um, I can see that. I kind of, I didn't even look it up. I just kind of figured that those were the yeah. singles. Um, and it's crazy because High Cost of Living's got some lyrics in there that you wouldn't think would necessarily be A, a country song or a, a hit yeah. country song. I do like it. Yeah, I oh, do yeah. like that song a lot. Um, um, so he yeah he got a Grammy nomination, but he didn't win the Grammy that year. Um, but he did it's probably Taylor Swift, honestly. Yeah, yeah he also like, but but he did get joking. to be honest. It probably not even, is not even joking. Like, but uh, In Color earned him Country Music Association and Academy of Country Music Awards um, in 2009 for Song of the Year. So let's get started on this. I could read you some back history on him, but you know, go to Wikipedia, type in Jamie Johnson. You guys can uh, read for yourself. So we're gonna jump right into the album. And um, the first song we didn't really. Read because realistically it's not a song it's an introduction to the album do you guys have anything to say about released which is basically a skit him getting released out of jail basically yeah I mean I think it's a cool way to like start the album yeah 
I think it's it's different. You know what I mean? I didn't listen to like the last couple seconds of it, but it probably plays into the first song because a lot most of these songs kind of run together, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, and we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later because I, I do have some things to say about that. But with that being said, I, no. I basically wrote cool little skit yeah. intro to the album. Um, you know, I, I feel like that's definitely something that you would hear in like classic country type stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, by the way, if you guys haven't realized by now or listened to any of our reviews, chances here. Uh, <laughs> He hasn't really said much yet, but I'm sure he'll he's, say some stuff. I was just waiting to be introduced. That's what it was. He's, he's playing, playing mime introduction. today. He's playing what? He's playing mime today. He's playing mime. me, actually. Yeah. Mime. All right. So let's you guys move on. see how I'm sitting right now. Definitely look like a mime, too. Yeah, he's got his hands up against that, you know, faux glass window there. Number two, number two, which is realistically the first song on the album is High Cost of Living, which is one of the singles off the album. I'd pass out on the bedroom floor, sleep right through the calm before the storm. My life was just an old routine Every day the same damn thing I couldn't even tell I was alive I tell you, the high cost of living yeah, I didn't even put um, released on there. I just went straight number one. So, all right, let's jump into the first one, High Cost of Living, the second track on the album, the first song that we're reviewing on the album. Uh, I really like the intro on this one. I do, too. Uh, the steel on the keyboard sounds really really cool. Yeah, like the twangy slide to start the song. Like, mm-hmm. dude, I love the steel guitar in most of this album, honestly. See, when you I look love... up and see who the uh, steel player is, I meant to do that. The steel player on this album? Yeah. Uh, let's see, personnel, Hammond B3 organ, piano synthesizer, bass guitar, which was Jim Moose Brown. That's a good nickname, Moose. Uh, bass guitar, lead vocals, steel guitar, Cowboy Eddie Long. Okay. Steel guitar, Dober on that Lonesome song. Voice of the Warden on Released. Um, it doesn't, steel guitar on In Color is Robbie Turner. So, so it basically sounds players. like, yeah, this was a kind of a Sessions type thing where he got a bunch of really good guitar players okay. and steel players and all that stuff and kind of put them together to make this album. So, um, See, I like the intro too. Uh, I really liked the bass line and how his vocals just stood out in the beginning. Yeah, and I so wrote... It's kind of surprising to me because a lot of the... The, a lot of the steel like in slide sounds pretty similar like in tone very very similar in tone and like how they approach each song I suppose that, that's surprising to well, me and I'll talk about that later on as well I feel like and I could be wrong here because I'm not a steel guitar player and I don't know the first thing about steel guitar yeah, me either I don't know how much different your tone's going to get really on a steel guitar. I mean, with that being said, I don't know how many of you know who Robert Randolph is. Robert Randolph plays steel guitar, lap mm-hmm. steel, and you know his, his tone is very different than what you're going to hear on this album. So, I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I would think that it's a different thing rather than like a Gibson or a Fender when it comes yeah. to tone. Um, I love how everything drops, but the bass and the drums on the opening verse, besides a little slide here and there, which adds a little touch, um, and the buildup of the instruments towards the end is really neat. Great use of the keys on this one and steel guitar so far. Um, did you catch that heavy distorted guitar at the end of the chorus? There's like a, I, I, I want to say he hits the, the chord progression, maybe like one or two chords there at the end of the chorus and it kind of rings out. It's really kind of a, it's a heavy distorted guitar and it, it was, I don't want to say out of place, but it caught me off guard because I didn't hear it before that. I did put that the, like the breakdown into the solo was like real gritty and metallic. I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, I'm assuming that, that you might didn't be. hear that. Yeah. I mean, that might've been what it was. See the solo, the tone of the solo really caught me off guard. I did not expect the solo to sound like that at all and the organ came in the back and I was like okay this this song is at that point I said this song is fantastic yeah I loved the solo I loved pretty much everything about this song to me I wrote there's a lot of people that come to mind when Jamie sings the chorus and maybe even a bit of ourselves I mean he says the high cost of living is nothing like the cost of living high I mean I think about that and instantly I think of a lot of friends that have you know 
passed on that for sure yeah that's one thing that i even wrote the course was fantastic i love the lyrics and the whole message that he's sending with this song along with the music i think it was all it's it's a great song yeah, I mean, I this is one of the songs, because I've heard this album before, and I was kind of surprised by um, Tristan choosing this album, but this is one of the songs that I already knew fairly well coming into this album, and it was, was one of the ones that I really liked. There's, uh, Let's see what I have here. This song also has been one of my favorites of his for multiple reasons. Like I said, Jamie's voice is so deep and smooth, but it's also rough and tough like leather. I really like that. His, his voice, it's very classic country to me, um, and it's, I mean, that, that's what you get. I've seen Jamie Johnson live twice, and he sounds... See, it sounds classic to you. Yeah, he sounds See, very. This song doesn't to me. It sounds pretty modern. Well, I'm just saying his voice. Oh yeah, that's yeah. True. Um, I've seen him twice, and he, he sounds like what he sounds like. I mean, that's that's his yeah. sound. It's not like it's a studio production bullshit. Um, I also love the instrumental outro here. Uh, the tone of the guitar on the solo, is something I really like, uh, and it played into the steel solo, which is great too. It's kind of starts with that electric. Uh, solo and then leads into that steel solo which is really really cool they do that a lot where they're almost like alternating like little yeah. small electric solos and then they'll Playing do like steel yeah. solos I think that shit's really cool and there's another guitar tone so the tone of the guitar completely changes yeah they had this phaser too which like there's um, present throughout a lot of the album it too is. we were talking about meta modern sounds and country music and like how there's all these like weird sounds and some of Sturgill stuff and even like Tyler's like more produced yeah. albums that's the kind of same stuff that you don't really like most people if you were listening to this in a bar I guarantee to you, you would never notice that at all. Like well, you can't really kind of exactly. listen to the, to the and that's um, having headphones that kind of, yeah, on and listening sure. to it. Um, I that, never noticed that phaser that at all. and that amp sound that almost ends on every song that's on there, like seventy five percent of the album. I thought that was really cool because it's you cool don't, to start for me and we'll you don't get into hear it, that but a lot. After a while, it just becomes yeah. really annoying to me. Um, great production on this song, great music, great lyrics. The final ending is really awesome to as if someone's really killing the slide on the end of it and. I love the way Jamie just says cool at the end of the song. Yeah, I actually put that down. He like laughs and says cool. Yeah. Like he's like laughing it off. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just got out of jail and ruined my marriage. Sweet. Yeah. Go me. So do you guys have anything else to say about the song? Because I'm going to jump into lyrics if not. Yeah. Um, I think that the verses being pretty empty was pretty cool. Like you don't necessarily hear that a lot either. Like Especially that last verse. It's kind of broken down. Yeah. And everything's just so like airy. There's not a lot going on, but there yeah. like is other than just like some symbols and stuff. But um, like I talked about the tone, but uh, we talk about lyric wise, like this prison is much colder than the one I was just in yesterday. Like, yeah. Um, I was just a normal guy. Life was just a nine to five with bills and pressure piled up to the sky. A lot of people know about that. Um, she never asked she knew I'd been hanging with my wilder friends looking for some other way to fly. To me, that's drugs right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's see where else I'd got. Uh, my life was just an old routine every day, the same damn thing. I couldn't even tell I was alive. And then the hook. And of course, I'll tell you the high cost of living ain't nothing like the cost of living high. So we'll go to the second verse here, uh, which is really cool to me. That Southern Baptist parking lot was where I'd go to smoke my pot, sit there in my pickup truck and pray. Staring at that giant cross just reminded me that I was lost and it just never seemed to point the way. As soon as Jesus turned his back, I'd find my way across the track looking just to score another deal. With my back against that damn eight ball, I didn't have to think or talk or feel. I don't think he's talking about pool here. No, he's definitely not talking about pool at all. Yeah. That's the way I took it too. Um, and I mean, it makes sense, you know, back against the damn eight ball. You got the damn eight ball and you did an eight ball. And So then if we move into, and this has really caught me off guard and it always did in the song. My life went through, my whole life went through my head laying in that motel bed watching as the cops kicked in the door. I had a job and a piece of land and my sweet wife was my best friend but I traded that for cocaine and a whore. Mm-hmm. I mean this isn't a modern this is modern country and the dude's just saying like hey man I was married but cocaine and a whore seemed a little bit better at the time like that's that's pretty big. It's well, just struck me with Isabel honestly too. I think like that's what talks about it. I think that relates across all genres of music too though. Yeah. I mean like Mac Miller 
He was never into drugs or anything. And then he got all the money and mm -hmm. he died of an overdose. And yep. that's just, you get the money in the fan. That's what rock and roll was all about back in the day too. Back in the seventies and eighties, they were partying, hookers, yeah, everybody all kinds of things. So leading into the whole prison thing that you had mentioned, um, leading up to that line, it says, with my newfound sobriety, I've got the time to sit and think of all the things I had and threw away. This prison is much colder than the one that I was locked up in just yesterday. So this is how I take it. Obviously, he could just be saying that, hey, the, the prison that I'm in now is a lot colder than the one I was in yesterday. But he's saying with my newfound sobriety. So he's, oh, not relapsing. What's the word I'm looking for? When you're an addict and you don't have it for a while. Withdrawing. Yes. So he's having withdrawals. So he's saying that the prison is much colder yeah. than the one he was locked up in just yesterday. Well, he also has to reminisce on the fact that he ruined his marriage, lost yeah. his house, and that while withdrawing, too. I think it's all just kind of, yeah. all of all of that of what happened and what he ruined. But see, I take that as he's having withdrawals. So he was in prison last night or yesterday, so the withdrawals weren't as bad. Now he's really withdrawing because it's the second day without anything. So now it's like, you know, he's really feeling the withdrawals. That's how I took that. But anyway, I think the lyrics in this song are really, really good. And this is this is one written by Jamie Johnson. Uh, I, like I said before, it's one of my favorite ones on the album. So with that being said, we'll move into the reviews. For me, it got a 9.2. Damn. Like I said, it's one of my favorite songs on the album. I think this song is really, really, really good. It's better than a lot of the stuff that I've heard by him. Tristan? You gave it a 7.4. Ooh, low one. I gave it an 8.4. Yeah, and I mean, okay. I, this is this is a big, to start off, it's, okay. a, it's a really big wide um, wide range between yeah. our ratings. To yeah, start, maybe start maybe the we'll meet in the middle by the end. Yeah. Um, Will you hold my hand on the way down? Bruh. Yeah. Um, like I said, though, I, I'd already known this song, and I knew that I liked it before I went into it because this is one that I've known for a long time. So. See, I was coming into this album blind. The only you song I heard was, that to us, yeah. was little snippets of In Color in from color. like old ringtones when we had yeah. flip phones. It was like, what was it on TV? Remember those commercials, like the Napster ringtones or whatever it was? And I was like, yeah, or text number seven to get this ringtone. Yeah. It's actually like the most recent ringtone I downloaded off Zedge. You could also stay up until like, thanks, Jamie Johnson. You could also stay up until like midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and watch Girls Gone Wild as well. You know the the commercials for it, but that's that's not happening as I'm far as I know Flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, my, my kids, my kids will be my age when I was watching that, except they're gonna be watching like Robots Gone Wild. It's a completely different thing now. You know, here oh in about ten God. years. You know, anyway. yeah, they're gonna have like. Jennifer Lawrence looking AIs. Jennifer Lawrence AI sleeps with Ryan Reynolds AI. Fifteen ninety nine. Fifteen ninety nine. Already fifteen ninety nine, including tax. <laughs> Let's move on. But to it's the obviously virtual. You have to buy your own tissues. <laughs> Let's move on to the third song on the album, which is Angel. And the line between evil and good disappeared, and now it's so So I heard this song and I was like immediately fucking depressed. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what I thought. Like it just went from this good country song about drugs and what I mean it was a really great song and then straight into oh <laughs> now I'm sad and it was just so slow and I hated it. So I really enjoy Jamie's voice. It reminds me of a much simpler time in country music where it wasn't a bunch of trap drums and Dude, bullshit. It's fucking terrible. See, I did like one thing that stands out though is that you can't really like as soon as it started i knew it was a sad song and it's like it's hard to do that with other genres unless it's a ballad but like as soon as it started i was like wow well this is going to be sad well i mean better get my tissues out i knew right away obviously the song's about divorce and there's another song on the album where that's apparently obvious to me so i researched that and in fact jamie was going through a divorce while he was recording this oh okay so, so it's all real yeah okay 
That um, makes it a little bit better. Yeah. Um, if Tristan uses microphone, you'd probably hear him a little bit better. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> it's not all. But he had to put that hoo that hook uh, line of the chorus in there, which really sums it up for me. Which I think is a great fucking line. I know we usually talk about lyrics afterwards, but am I shaking a demon who's after my soul or sending an angel to hell? Yeah, it's a really good line in my opinion. Um, musically, I think you'll find that Jamie's music is really strong. I mean, he's got some great, even if they're just session musicians in this group that he's recording with, that are really really good. Very, and it's very classic country feel but also a very modern country feel at the same time i think it's the drum beat realistically for me is what like gives it a different feel because like everything that he's singing and the steel guitar and everything makes it sound like old country but it's kind of like a slow rock beat with the drums that i think that gives it that newer yeah. feel i uh i love how they add the studio sounds like you know the the sounds inside the studio where you hear people talking. I mean, where you heard Jamie in the first one kind of saying "cool." I really think that that's a that's a really cool thing. It's not something that you hear all the time, so it's kind of a neat little look inside the studio while they're recording. Which I assume that's what it was. You know, I don't know that they kind of put that in there and like it was acted out to make it sound like it was there. I think that's real, and I, I do like that. Um, if nobody has anything else to say about the song itself, then I'll get into the lyrics. I think that, like I said about the drums, that it blends well. Like it kind of infuses like a newer time in country and rock versus like you know him singing and it being older but um we drank from the fountain of good times and dreaming but these long times have passed poisoned the well i'm sorry i can't even read what the fuck i wrote but um yeah no it's a more surprised right it's a more slow ballad song so it like was like he said immediately fucking depressing i uh but i kind of got like a zach brown vibe then i can't even fucking talk zach brown band vibe yeah. From like towards the end of the song a little bit. Um Josh, do you have his dunce hat? All right. No, I don't. Do you know where that is? <laughs> no, Tristan gets that in the corner for a while. Um the <laughs> The steel guitar seems to be like the most predominant instrument like throughout, you know, the first oh, yeah. two songs already. Like I like that, that they're keeping it consistent and not just like a little touch here and there. Yeah. Um, other than that, no, I don't have too much to say. Tristan will be back in the corner like, is my five minutes up yet? <laughs> but dad, talk for a minute, man. I hate you. <laughs> what he's thinking. Um, so let's talk about the lyrics real quick. The voice on the telephone sounds awful angry and somehow it doesn't fit in with the face in the picture I kept on my dresser of the girl that I once called my best friend. I I'll say this. Jamie's got really good lyric writing. I think he's a, he's a great lyricist. I would agree. Um, and then as Tristan said, we drank from the fountain of good times and dreaming, but these lawyers have poisoned the well. And as our love is dying, they're making a killing on heartaches and furniture sales. It's a really cool line too. And I'd already kind of talked about the line, the hook there in the chorus, am I shaking a demon that's after my soul or sending an angel to hell? It's, uh, that's a really, it's a really good line. I mean, it makes, I think you, it's a makes lot, you think. It's deeper than a lot of most country lines you would hear yeah. too. It's definitely a, it's an in, it's an in-depth song, really. I, I did write that. I love the lyrics. I love the the point of view that he was looking at this from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that that is what I did like that. And, and another one as he as heaven is fading, we're fighting and fussing, and the devil's just having a ball. I think that's a good line too. So with that being said, uh, I don't assume from your guys's opinions that the score that you gave it's going to be anywhere close to mine. You're going to be surprised. But I gave this song an eight point eight. God damn! I like Jamie Johnson, and I think that he's got a lot to say, and I think that it's really good what he's saying here. So I gave it an eight eight. Tristan gave this a seven point one. What'd you give it, Tristan? This man was pretty fucking close. I gave it a seven. Seven. Yeah, I gave this song a seven point two. Yeah. Nice. Like, I mean, I don't like the slowness and the the ballad, and there's like four or five songs on the song in a, or on this album in a row that are like that, and I just I he does it well, it, well, but though. I do like the lyrics. I I do think he does it well. It's better than a lot of even this new country. I'd rather listen to that than Florida Georgia Line any day of the fucking week. Yeah, and I mean, with that being said, I'll take this side from it. 
you guys have never been married or divorced. I have. Uh, and, and not, this is fair. I, I feel like there's relatability in that for me. And I really think that the reason this song got an 8-8 is because of the lyric writing here and the relatability for me on that. I think lyric-wise, I don't think there's a song on this album that I could give less than like an 8-2. I think that's fair. There's a but. couple songs on here that I just didn't really care for. Not that the lyrics were bad, but like they weren't up to par from where the other things on the album that I really, really enjoy. So let's move on to number four, which is Place Out on the ocean wondering if i'll ever get anywhere but where i came from i hope i'm sane by the time i'm done uh, i really like the cool drum intro on this one yes i wrote that down as well so the airplane from the last song is like barely reminiscent right at the beginning. So it's like you mean the, like the jet phaser? Yeah. When you say airplane? No, 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 no. I mean literally, there's like an airplane noise, like an airplane taking off, and it sounds like it's landing. I don't. I didn't hear that. I hear yeah, that. Yeah. That. No, 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 not that at all. At no. the end of like almost every song, and that really yeah, became yeah. annoying after a while. So Jamie, that's don't do that anymore, please. <laughs> He hasn't put an album out in... No, since like 2012. Fucking years. Uh, I did read that he like fell and like he stepped on like ice and fell and like hit his head pretty hard at one point. I don't know really? if that has anything to do with it. I but thought maybe it was something that last time I heard about him was that whole like he wouldn't not take his gun in somewhere and he got banned. That was the last time I've heard anything about him. Oh, really? So uh, the amp sound that's still ringing here is the same as the amp sound that's ringing at the, the song prior to this one. I love the lead guitar work on the chorus on this one. It's really nice touch um and it's really cool how the chorus ends on just that one line i really like that just how the way the chorus ends where he just says you know all i can think about is you i, I like mm-hmm. that i like the way that's sung i like the way that's put together um and how the lead guitar has another lick before that last line there's a little lick in there before he says all i can think about is you and i thought that was a nice little touch on the song as well um I love the touch the humming adds to the song and the yeah. solo in the end. Yep. I also wrote that down. I love I the humming. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he does that in another song, and I wasn't as yeah. as big on it on that one as I was on this one. And once again, at the end of this one, you get more sounds from like inside the studio with the guys talking and stuff. Uh, the tone on the guitar playing the little fillers, like uh, right after I think the first chorus or something like that, is really cool. I thought that like they're really cool fucking licks they're not just like country licks i suppose they're quite different um the drums during the solo were fun and kind of groovy this is another song that gave me a super big zach brown band vibe like because it does i don't know it feels like fucking toes more or less but you know but not i didn't like, get that i know what you mean i mean I, I, jimmy I know buffett like it feels more like fucking margaritaville yeah, i'll tell you what but. i don't know how like i don't know how in-depth you guys are with like zach brown's music or how much you've listened to it but there's a few of zach brown's album that i strongly believe are really really good no i like a lot of their work with that yeah, being said too. their heavier with, stuff isn't bad either with that being said zach brown band does a lot of dave matthews covers live so yeah. there's another reason i like them um so with nothing else left to say on this one I just, um, I thought it was kind of cheesy. I did like the lyrics, but the way that it was portrayed to me in the chorus, I just, I think it was kind of cheesy. Yeah. Second love song in a row. I'm already fucking hating myself. Well, with that being said, very much different love song than one, the one we heard before. They are. It is. And I, I don't think I even like this one as much as the one before. Yeah. Like I did, I did like the solo, but other than the humming, the bass drum intro and the solo, nothing really stood yeah. out to me in this song. I thought it was just cheesy and well, kind of like overproduced. Well, then what did you give the rating then? I gave the rating a 6.8. Okay, not six point nine, seven five for me. So not too far. Closer. Yeah, we're, getting we're getting a little bit closer. Closer. So we'll move number five on the album, which is mowing down the roses. Down in Mississippi, it's a perfect time of year to break out the jump 
copper cables Try to crank this old John Deere Well I can't wait to fire it up This is another song that I'd known prior to reviewing the album And the lyrics in this song are really cool to me Um, Once again, this is where that other divorce thing takes place for me You can really feel the breakup that he's talking about in the lyrics of the song And I love how it's about 15 seconds of everyone just thrumming around on their instruments Yeah, I figured you would love that It doesn't start, it's almost, it's very jammy You know what I mean? It's like, I actually have that wrote down, but not for this song. Yeah, I, I really, I really enjoy that because it's very jam bandy, and you know everybody's trying to find their place, and then they they kind of start the song until that distorted guitar comes in on the rhythm, and and there's there, there's a heavy distorted guitar for the yeah. rhythm on this one, which is very different than what we've heard so far. It comes in, and then everything kind of comes in around it, which I really thought was cool. And there's a little bass sound at 28 seconds. Um, I don't know if you guys caught it. It's really high on the neck, like a really you know like a yeah a yep. high bass sound. I thought that was really neat it was another thing that stood out to me and like i said sounds like another song about a divorce or breakup uh but a different side rather than the song angel which we'd already yeah. reviewed see i think this song's like super funky especially like with the organ and everything that's going on like i really like the vibe of this song yeah the lyrics for me and like the whole way that he's singing fucking killed it entirely really reminds me of big red or just some just big red yeah i mean old red is that what it is yeah whatever Blake Shelton? yeah that's a really good song when he uh, talks whatever it's a, it's a good tune man um it's a great tune. But it kind of just reminds me of that like kind of dumb country. But at the same time, like I did like... You just call it old red dumb country. Uh, like uh, Luke, Luke Bryan's literally a person. I didn't mean to. <laughs> you hit the nail right on the head on that one. Florida Georgia Line is not just a place where the fair. state lines meet. It's also the name of a country band that's... Oh, they're great. You should check them out. Yeah. They're like, they have uh, to be like number three in the United States yeah, right I now. thought we were actually talking about Northern Florida. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just saying like, <laughs> if, if, if you're a song, Tristan, you make me want to roll my That's coming from a Greece. Jacksonville fan, just so oh keep God. that in mind. Yeah. And look at us, bro. We lose to the fucking Dolphins so by like 45 points. 31-13. Awful. Anyway. Ryan yeah. Fitzmagic tore you guys I digress. Out. Okay. This is a music podcast. If you guys hadn't traded away the best running back that you ever had in the franchise other than MJD, you might have been all right. But anyway. I, I agree. But um, the base in this one is really strong too and this is the first time the bass guitar really stands out to me throughout the whole song do people not mow grass like in the north (laughs) why does it got to be in mississippi well because that's where he's from is it yeah i don't believe it to me all the instruments come in together to really make a really beautiful you know besides tristan not liking the lyrics or how jamie sung the the music in this one is really nice to me i really really dig it it is good Uh, i've also noticed that he uses a lot of unorthodox distortion on the guitars Mm -hmm. and that happens in a couple of songs so far and it happens again in the album and you you wouldn't hear these unorthodox style distortions on everyday country stuff and i like his use of that kind of stuff it's very different than you know your modern radio country that you hear i kind of wonder if this opened up a little bit of the doors for like sturgill and like influenced them more than you would think you know know what i mean that but you know it's funny because you you know said like dumb country i'm surprised that a this wasn't a single and b it didn't have really yeah. good commercial success yeah. because where you say the lyrics are, i like the lyrics and i like what's going on in this song but it seems it's, very radio it's very man. reminiscent of kind of the stuff that we have going on nowadays as far as the music and stuff goes yeah i mean i don't know i mean to the fact where you're asking about do people up here not mow grass but like why is he breaking out jumper cables to start his lawnmower like buy a new lawnmower jamie you got plenty <laughs> of money bro like i'm just saying like right. you know but anyway buy a fucking battery like yeah, <laughs> need a new battery for that thing. I other, don't know. other than the funk, I thought the song was fucking terrible. Other than the funk, yeah, yeah, but the funk was so good, I had to. 
I, I think there's the really good aspects of this song. I can just say that he says in the second verse, I can't wait to fire it up and put her into gear. He must have like a really old tractor because I don't really have to put my tractor in gear. You know, the one that mows my grass just has foot pedals for forward and reverse. But anyway, I have driven tractors that have gears on it. Um, so let me talk about some more lyrics here because um, obviously these guys didn't care for the song. <laughs> I, I poured out your purdy perfume and it's not pretty. It's purdy straight down the toilet bowl. And I ripped your face straight off the wall, left nothing but some holes. I think that's a really cool line, too. So when I looked up Angel's lyrics, did you also find Demon? Because like every time I looked up Angel, it I said Demon, not know. Demon. Maybe I know it did. I don't know. I use, and I'll, I'll let you guys know, I use a, I use a website it. called Genius.com for all my lyrics because yeah. you a lot of times you can find people's interpretation of the lyrics and you can kind of click on them and read them and you can kind of decide for yourself whether they're right or wrong. But they also have the whole album here so you can kind of go from one song to the next. Uh, I loaded up your closets into 15 garbage bags and I smoked them with your potpourri on a burn pile in the back. To me, that's really cool because he's like, hey man, you left all your clothes here but you're out doing whatever so I just decided to burn them. I think <laughs> I think that's cool. I don't know. Once again, my divorce did not go like this so I can't necessarily relate to this in that way. But um, I, I don't know. I really like this song and I think my rating will, will show that i think that your guys's rating will show what you thought of the song too so with that being said tristan 6.8 6.8 that's an awful low one for me it's probably gonna surprise you guys a 9.0 fucking 6.4 bud yeah you guys are close i don't think you gave isbel this much credit this is sad what do you mean i gave isbel a lot of credit i mean you did but i feel like these are some high ratings i mean i think this is a good song i could have seen like mid eights for all this but well i mean tristan that's why you're you i mean that's why you're wearing a pantera shirt right shut up and record the album tristan fuck for some reason i got a feeling that people that listen to this that like jamie johnson are like these guys are asshats that's what they're thinking move on to number six on the album which is the door is always open yes the door is always open which as tristan pointed out to me which he thought was like a george jones song i think is what he'd said and maybe george jones did a cover of it but this is actually that's really weird i didn't say that mm, and that's what i thought at first the writing credits go to bob mcdill and dickie lee on this one so this is one that jamie did not write himself um there's a different feel on this one right off the bat for me and the acoustic sounds really good on this one. I think the acoustic sounds that he's getting tone-wise sound really, really good on this song, especially at the very beginning. Although it's back in the mix a good bit, so it's kind of hard to pick out over everything else, especially if you're not using headphones. I do love that each song like blends into each other again. Uh, like I also like the backup vocals that yeah, were in this one. The, I, I wrote that the harmonies on the chorus sound really yeah. nice. I really like the harmonies on the chorus. And I know what you're saying about every song kind of leading into each other, and it's a really good idea, but I don't necessarily, because it, it continues to happen, I don't necessarily like the way that they do it yeah I, I can agree with that. um but it happens and it's very different than what you're going to hear on most things it's almost like you're every song ends so fucking weird well and i've read about that too every song almost ends in that steel guitar and i'm like man yeah. this is so random why do they keep doing this after the first time jamie said cool i'm like yeah that is cool and now i'm like jamie it's not fucking cool anymore <laughs> that's that's what i'm thinking so at this point i was ready to just turn the fucking album off yeah yeah, I was, I was, I was almost done with it. I, another fucking slow love song. Again, the music's great, voice is great, lyrics are okay, but like, it, can we switch it up, some dude? It's been the same thing three times in a row. <laughs> I actually like this song. And, a little I kind of, I kind of told both you guys on our Snapchat um, uh, group messages. We're that, on a group message, people. Yeah, it's twenty twenty. <laughs> so I, I feel like his next album, which was the guitar song, is very different, and it, I really enjoy it. I don't know that I would give it a, the rating that I gave this album, but. I really enjoy that album. So back into the song. 
Um, solo after the first chorus is a really nice touch and another recurring topic uh, for songwriting. Um, a good song all around. It is what it is. Left me wanting more, but once again, great musicianship on this track. I, I mean, that's one thing that I can truly say. I feel like the musicians on this album, music-wise, just it sounds great. I think they, they really did a good job with the music on this album, especially from a older country standpoint. Yeah. It really, you get that real feeling of old I'm sad, tear in my beer, Hank Sr. music. That's yeah. what I get from this. And I think that it's like really cool how these specific set of sounds like define country music. Like you couldn't use those specific set of sounds to really play any other type of music and it fucking sound not like country, if that makes sense. Like yeah. you'd have to be playing a thousand, you'd have to literally be playing like Slayer songs for it to not sound like country. And even then it would just sound like fucking I agree to Slayer. a point. And it's like just I, listening Slayer to Slayer. Country. I brought up Robert Randolph earlier in the show and I think that somebody that you guys probably don't know, like I said earlier, is I would definitely check that out because he has like a soul funk group and he's the main singer and he plays lap steel. That's sick. Very, very different. So let me jump into some lyrics here real quick. Uh, I saw your picture in the paper. I see you've married good and I know that he can give you all the things that I never could, but I know that he can't give you what you need most of all. So the door is always, always open and the lights on in the hall. I mean, nothing is bullish. I mean, it's not saying any yeah. more than what it says, but I like the way that he's put that it's verse very together. Homey. And it's not Jamie, but he chose this song to do. So therefore it's Jamie. You know what I mean? Did... Well, you said the writing credits for the song. Was that lyrics? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, he didn't write this um, I didn't know if it maybe was a like, Jamie song. Never mind. I, I don't know. Like I, I said, it's a reoccurring thing. Or whatnot. With, I was wondering if Waylon was maybe the fucking like, backup vocals, like if they had spliced in his version of it under it, but that's definitely not what it is. No, the, the, it, says, it says on the um, Wikipedia page that the certain people were singing backup and, and Waylon's nowhere on this. And like I said, it's, it's, it left me wanting more. I don't think it's anything crazy. It's not nothing super special, but I mean, overall, I think it's a decent song. So with that Simple. being said, for me, it got a 6.8. I gave it a 7.3. So here we go. I gave it a 6.3. So you guys are 10 apart, and I'm kind of in the middle there between you guys. With that being said, this was one of the first songs where I was just like, eh. It's there. It doesn't really do anything. Oh, this was like me. the fourth song. I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm going to cut my wrists. This is the one that kind of like, I was like, okay, I don't know. I just, I love old country like that, but to a certain degree, this one isn't quite as whiny as like, yeah, I suppose. This episode of the Music Dicks is brought to you by Two Sisters Hemp Boutique. Two Sisters Hemp Boutique are locally owned and operated right here in the mountain state of West Virginia. They focus on hemp and CBD products, and they support local farmers and processors. They have a wide variety of CBD and hemp products, including Delta 8 THC. All these things help aid in pain relief, anxiety, depression, sleep, fatigue, and many other things. They offer vapes, tinctures, topicals, edibles, pet supplies, and flour. They also offer a 20% veteran discount every single day. You can find many local companies in their stores, such as Blue Ridge Extractions, Pharma CBD, Whispering Winds, and Natural Family. They offer reputable products and budget-friendly prices, and they're located at 407 Buckhannon Pike in Nutter Fort, West Virginia. You can contact them by telephone at 304-969-9413. You can follow them on Facebook at Two Sisters Hemp Boutique and on Instagram at Two Sisters Hemp WV. Make sure you tell them that the music dick sent you. So speaking of whiny, we'll go into the next one. Number seven on the album is Merry Go Round. Mary, I wish you stop taking your heartache to town. Why can't you see that free love ain't free? Yeah. Um, not much of an intro on this one at all. Um, just an acoustic and slide at the very beginning, so that's pretty much what your intro is. Yeah, hey, I'll bet the, you a hundred bucks the fans can't guess what kind of song it is. <laughs> oh wait, it's a sad, slow love song again. <laughs> so 
the strumming in the beginning is like dang 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 dang. I couldn't think of how to describe it's like that. Like a waltz. Is that what a waltz? Yeah, okay. It's like fucking merry-go-round music, basically, or like uh, something you would hear at a I fair. Mean, I or, would say it's a waltz, but I know what you mean. Yeah, like it just like reminds three, three, me four, of that. three, four times. So it just reminds me of like a merry-go-round. He says already. that in one of the lyrics to one of the songs, something about like a three, nobody four, plays in three, three four, four yeah. anymore, which is like a waltz. It's, that's what sad country music is. It's in three, four time mostly. Okay. Um, so it's a very simple but also eerie beginning to a song as Jamie begins to sing. I think his vocals sound really good on this one as well. And it's almost, you, it happens a lot in the album, but he's got this verb on his vocals, his, the reverb on his vocals, and I think it gives it a really nice effect that it goes with that like deep, dark mm. voice that he yeah. has. Not much for me to talk about on this one. His voice carries the song for me. I, I don't yeah. think musically there's anything crazy going on here. I think this is his voice that's doing most of the work on this I, song. I think the play on words is cool. Yeah, I didn't like the music at all, but I did like the lyrics in this one. Yeah, um, like I said, his voice carries it for me. At least to me, there's not a lot going on that compels me to write about this song. The outro is nice and sweet. I feel like almost every song ends with a slide so far, and it does, maybe with the exception of one or so. And like I said at the beginning, I'm like, hey, that's really cool. And then it's to me, it's become so redundant and reoccurring. Repetitive. That I'm, I'm, I think exactly, the whole yeah. uh, the album, up, we were on, what, number six, so that's five songs because of release that's all repetitive. yeah. yeah. I agree. Anything else? So, um, I like really enjoyed. There's after um the second Tristan's chorus. Like, I, I think, like really like enjoyed like the second. The dude, Go ahead. bro. Yeah, Tristan. F- you. What do you got to say on this one, dime bag, Tristan? <laughs> um, there's this be, double this, stop this, solo. This, this this review is going to be just awful, lined with beeps because he's dropping the f bomb every other word. It's your fault. Wait, we can't say the F word? We totally can, but I feel like there's an audience out there that will allow ass and shit and piss and, you know, horse shit, maybe even a cock here or there. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, when you say the word fuck, some people just get really turned off by it. So in the second verse, it, it like right after the second line, there's this little double stop solo that I thought was really cool. So now that we've spent fucking <laughs> three yeah, minutes. Yeah, thanks for the another beep that I got added in there. Thank you. Go ahead. That's it. That's, so, all, I had that's to say. all you had to say. Yeah. So with that being said, this song got a six point five for me. We're getting lower in the ratings for me over here. Yep, same. Six point five. Okay. Yeah. So I gave it a seven. Seven even? Yeah, I yeah. I gave this one a six point seven. So we're getting closer. With that being said, I would like everybody to know out there that today we're sponsored by Tristan's bad album choices. Um, because he picked this album to review and he doesn't like anything on it. So let's move to number eight on the album, which is in color, which it's Jamie's biggest hit. If it looks like we scared to death like a couple of kids just trying to save each other you should have seen it in color i think that if you don't know who jamie johnson is if you played this song you still might not know who he is but you've heard the song yeah it was a really big song when it came out it sounds like kid rock at first (sighs) I mean, we can review a Kid at Rock album at some point, and I'd assume it wouldn't get anywhere the rating. We should definitely do a Kid Rock album. I digress. Uh, I don't think it sounds anything like Kid Rock. I would like love to do a fucking a Kid Rock I don't, album. I, don't, I love Kid I, Rock. I, yeah. You look like you like Kid Rock. Anyway. Um, <laughs> if you say that to my man again, I'm going to have to stab you in the back with a solder iron. Solder iron, yeah. <laughs> You'll get you a Wham burger and some French fries. Um, Def Leppard sucks. Uh, anyway, I don't think that Kid Rock has this ability no, not at all. In his repertoire no. anywhere. 
I mean, he's, you know, trying to run for senator, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, he is. And I mean, at the end of the day, ball with the ball to bang to bang, diggy, 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 said up, jump, jump the boogie, said I've driven to the boogie to beat. I bet you Kid Rock's one of those free Joe Exotic people. He's probably he trending probably on is. that hashtag. <laughs> he probably He's not is. Joe Exotic. Have you ever seen them in the same place? Yeah. He liked Jack. We're on to he, something he here, liked, people. He liked Jack Daniels so much. He's like, why don't I just make my own call it Red Stag? Except it tastes like dog shit. Anyway, let's get into the in color because I'll tell you what, although we've ranted a lot on this album, we're still somehow 40 minutes into this one. So uh, I really like, and I mentioned it before, the almost auditorium or hall reverb he has on his voice in this one. It gives it a really nice touch. It makes his vocals stand out a little more to me. And with that being said, you know, studio work, most singers are going to add some reverb or some echo or something Mm -hmm. like that to their vocals. But to me, that really fits the way they do it here. I want to say that this song isn't good, but when I listen to it, I'm like, wow I can't help but to sing along to this song because it's very catchy yeah. and his voice sounds really really good in this one also and to me it's very familiar as a singer you can tell that he's really in his range because his range is low and I I, I have to try really really hard mm-hmm. to get there and it's like almost when I sing along that I take like an upper octave you know from where he's singing because that low almost hurts me more than it is to sing higher um, I can't help but to sing along like I said it's really great yeah I can't either I do I love this song I yeah. love the uh, the lyrics I like how all the instruments come in at once in the chorus yeah I picked that out I love that uh, I love what he's talking about I think it's like reminiscing kind of yeah. and I think we can all I mean it's a song that everybody can relate yeah, to yeah it's kind of one of them because we all look back to when we were kids yeah. or we were out at like talk about certain parties we went to you know it's just pastimes and he's like thinking about all of them in this song and once again this is also like a sad love song but it's not a sad love song in the same way that the other sad love songs right. before it were yeah, uh, the little, uh, yeah I could yeah, yeah I would agree with that the little licks that the electric is doing in the second verse is a really great touch it's it's very very not up front in the mix but mm-hmm. it's there and it makes it it stay makes it stand out to me a little bit the chorus in this was just super powerful yeah, I agree. And the special, not only the yeah. lyric, but the way he sings it, it's just very, very powerful. Um, the little guitar lick before is nice, and the acoustic work on this one is great, too. I like the key change. The key change is great, Towards too. End, yeah. Absolutely. It gives that song another mm-hmm. kind of level from where it was before. The music cut in the one uh, in one of the last courses on You Can't See when it's, you know, they, they play it, and then it's like cut, and then it says, You Can't See What Them Shades of Grey Keep Cover, which is just his vocals. Mm-hmm. I really like that as well. I'm a big Good fan of, of yeah putting those cuts and those stops in there because it gives it a little bit of flavor and it breaks up the monotony that becomes a song to me. I just I think that's a really great touch. To me, this really shows off Jamie's incredible ability to tell stories with his songs um, because this is a much more storytelling song yeah. rather than the love songs that are before it on the album. Uh, it, but it's a much different way of storytelling than a somebody like Jason Isbell, where Jason Isbell uses other things to get to his, you know. Yeah, this is more direct. Kinda. It's very more direct, and that's basically what I was saying. So good job on that one, Tristan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this song was a hit for a reason, in my opinion. It is a very good song, and this is... Amazing. It's an amazing it's, it's song. It's much, 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 much... I could say much for the next half hour. Better than anything you're going to hear radio single for country music right now to me. Yeah, I would That's probably agree. Yeah. I would probably I mean, agree yeah. with that. It's 100%. just better as a song, as a whole yeah. piece of work than stuff you're going to hear. It really is. And to me, it deserves being where it was, being charted at number four or whatever it was. It deserves that. And I will say that the amp songs or the amp sounds at the end of each song is becoming annoying at this point. So we're at the eighth song on the album now. It's See, really starting to get to me. I like the tone choice in the song. I think it's like clean and kind of creamy. I like the fucking creamy. That's a new one. I mean, it is. I just don't. I don't think we've ever destru- described a tone as. Cr- I mean, we're gonna be doing it album reviews sense, for a while here, so we're gonna have to find new adjectives to describe tones. <laughs> I mean, creamy. I've just never heard creamy before. So, like, 
I don't want to ask you why it's creamy to you, but <laughs> like coffee creamer. It's, okay, so like, it's it's warm, but it's not fuzzy, but it's kind of clean and bright. Are we playing I Spy? What are we I'm doing? A, no, it's <laughs> I'm like I'm just trying to describe tone. I don't know. I'm busting but, your balls. I know. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think I really say it have again. Hold on, that's a poem. Yeah, too much more to say than other than like the guitar solo after the second chorus like i also thought was really good like yeah. I, I like this song it's really really iconic like you like he said that it's super familiar like everybody sat around with their grandpa and looked at pictures of their grandma or someone older and like you know reminisced on the older days well, and been shown different pictures it's and funny because i read more into this right because i wanted to really see what mm-hmm. this stuff was about and it says this is this one here is my favorite one this is me and grandma in the summer sun all dressed up the day we said our vows so this is his grandpa him talking through his grandpa here you can't tell, tell it here him. but it's hot that june and that rose was red and her eyes were blue and just look at that smile I was so proud so I read in an interview that Jamie gave that in the picture that he's talking about his grandfather is stone faced there's no smile there and he says that because I guess at the time his grandfather was like 19 or 20 and his grandmother was like 14 so there was a big age gap there and like her parents uh, her brothers were completely against them getting married So, but he said that to him it wasn't such a like happy moment it was a serious moment because you got to figure his grandfather this is probably like the 19 I don't know they talk about what in the first verse they talk about a year yeah back in 35 yeah yeah. so this is you know this is old time so when marriage was a very real thing whereas nowadays it's become like oh yeah I'll get married and get divorced it's not a big deal this is coming from a guy that's been divorced but anyway I digress he says that it was a really serious thing Thing. So that kind of look at that smile was kind of a play because his grandfather would tell the story about the picture and be like, yeah, look, you see that big smile I got on my face there. So that was a really cool thing that I read about the song. And to think about it, there really is like a lot more to these pictures than like, the, like he says, a picture gives a thousand words, yeah, but you can't tell what these shades of gray keep covered. You know what and I mean? And it's like great that. because you don't think about that yeah, at all. You just see a picture. You know what I mean? You don't think about everything else that's going on because it's a picture. Mm-hmm. So I really think that he, and, and, and I will say that the writing credits on this, not only go to Jamie Johnson, but James Otto, who I'm not familiar with, and Lee Thomas Miller, who I'm not familiar with. But those three guys wrote an incredible song here. And they did it with simplicity because the lyrics aren't anything crazy, but at the same time, it's very good storytelling. And because it's on Jamie's album, like, and this was his big hit, like, that says a lot to me about him because he's he's choosing the right people to write with to, to achieve what he achieved here. So with that being said, 9.1 for me. I think this is one of the best things that he's done. And I, like I said, the guitar song, which is a great album as well. I don't know that there's anything on that that touches this for me. 9.1. This is a great song, in my opinion. I gave it an 8.7. Close. Also a great song. I gave it a 7.8. Oof. Jesus. Can I don't necessarily... Give me some explanation so, why, because that's a low rating. So everything that on this album has kind of been grouped up together, just because I all think it's all very good fundamentally. Like, I think I like a lot of the music. I like a lot of the lyrics. I think... I'm. I'm. Re- I mean, I'm really thoroughly interested in hearing your reason for. Giving I think it it's just all more of an average. If I would bring anything up, it would all come up. I suppose. If that makes sense. What it was do you just- mean? I don't know what you're meaning here. To me, it sounds like you gave the song a bad rating, and you don't know why. No, I don't think that's necessarily a bad rating for me. A seven point eight. But I mean, compared to your eight, what eight five. Eight seven. Eight seven and my nine one. There's yeah. a there's a difference there and I wonder why it doesn't it doesn't I mean, stick I out to you great, as prominently. I think it's a great song. I just think there's better songs on this album. Really? Yeah. I don't I, I don't, don't think, think- there's songs that are equally as good, but I don't think there's any song that's better than this one. I mean, I, I think that there's songs on this album that got it really close to a nine one. I think that mm-hmm. um, Higher Cost of Living, I believe, was like a nine two. See, for what me, did so. I rate that? See, like this was probably one of those albums where like I would want to do like a second take, but at the same time, no, I don't because of all the fucking slow balance. But facts. But you got to figure because but like just because me, we don't hold on one second, just because we don't like that, there are people out there that love 
country music just for that slow balance. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know and that's I mean? why like I really liked um Well, how are the album sales compared to the singles? The singles listen to I'm not you sure. Know what I mean? But with that being said, you I'm, know Like I really like the door is always open. Like I liked it quite a bit more than you know, I gave it like what a seven three. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean it's not a big difference. So I there, mean I would give this, you know, half a notch higher, I suppose. Yeah, I mean I know what you're saying. Like I said, I just wondered why I think it's such a big difference between our scores and yours. I think if any song, probably I don't know. Just because listening to it, I, I don't know. I wasn't impressed. Like I'd heard, I'd heard all the singles from this. Yeah, there was only the, two, but, two yeah. but like, like I said, I thought the Lonesome song and uh, between Jennings and me, or uh, between Jennings and Jones. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I thought those were two singles as well. I'd heard them too. I like them a little bit more. But yeah, um, I've heard that song prior to yeah. But that's I, I like Jamie Johnson, so I've heard them because of that. I thought I would like it a little bit more, so I guess I was kind of disappointed coming into the album after listening to a couple songs because I had went and listened to like half this album. I don't know, like four or five months ago, I think something like that. Yeah, you were probably drunk and sad, which makes sense. No, I, I don't remember <laughs> no, yeah, what it that was. happened, Tristan. That, that, that definitely. definitely did. But what's that have to do with the price of tea in fucking I'm, China? I'm just saying, like, I don't know how much China China's teas cost. So the next song on the album, which is uh, number nine, is the Last Cowboy. Ever since waiting, I can't find no one to buy into sad country songs. The intro on this one's super random and crazy. Very different from any of the other ones that I've heard so far. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. I I was like, is this Tool? (laughs) Yeah, Tool. It's very different. Uh, The music in this one's really classic country and really old school sounding. Some bells and some weird shit going on. I liked the... um, I like the message he's trying to send with the song and the story he's trying to tell. I just don't think that he achieved it. I think the music is slow and boring. I Nothing caught my eye here. I think the bell throughout the beginning is like really cool, but I like. I also like what he's asking, like, who's going to be here to write all these fucking country songs when the last cowboy dies, you know, like, you know, goes away. Well, see, so Jason Isbell has a song called The Last of My Kind. Yeah. And I think Jason does a, a, a much better job. Uh, Allison Chains also has a song. I don't think so. It's off their new album, isn't it? I don't know if I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you do. But I'm just saying comparing it like to a song that's very, very similar, I think that Jason does a better song on that. Or yeah. a, a job on, on and, and portraying but, that message. But like, it is kind of a just, because it's, you see that everyone's noticing the same things that we are. Like, what the fuck is up with all the trap drums and country? Like, where is it going to go? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I agree. Where's the future for music? To, to me, it's music always goes in a circle. Yeah, for sure. What was once popular becomes popular again, and then it dies out, and then years later down the road, it becomes popular again. I mean, pop always is pop, but it's pop because it's popular music. It's kind of hard to describe what pop is realistically because yeah, because pop's changed something completely. can be popular, which makes it pop. But uh, yeah, this is another one on the album that I just. I like Jamie, but it, it doesn't really do anything compared to the rest of the album. I think the piano at like a minute and 50 seconds stacks really well on top of everything. It's like, it, it almost gives it this like church kind of vibe. Yeah, I mean, the organ and the like the uh, Hammond organs, is that what I'm saying? Hammond? Is that right? Uh, Harmon? Is it Hammond or Harmon? Why can't I think? Oh, I the no Hammond. Idea. Yeah, Hammond B3. Like that sounds very prevalent in a lot of the songs and I, I like that sound a lot. So that wasn't this. That's that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. Sure. No, I got what you're saying. I'm just saying we yeah, bringing yeah. that up. No, I, I love really the organ like in a lot of these songs, yeah. though. It's fucking killer. That's what I've liked about a lot of these songs is a lot of the music and a lot of everything that's going on. Like all the steel parts, I think are fucking great. But they are for the most part. Yeah, but it's very repetitive at the end of each song. Yeah. Like the slide parts, I just that be, it's becoming it's becoming very. I don't want to say annoying, but and I will is, say annoying for the lack of a better word to me. This is another one where they trade like solos back and forth. Yeah, which I, know that I think is another old, yeah. fucking cool concept. But um. Uh, 
that's pretty much it. Okay, so 7.0 for me. 6.9. It is 7.3. So close on this one. Tristan's giving it higher ratings than Chance and I. So we're going to move on to number 10 on the album, another song that I know very well because of liking Jamie Johnson, that lonesome song. And it's sad. I actually really like this song. Yeah. I love this song. Right off the bat, and knowing this album, another favorite of mine. Uh, Loved the intro as well. Yeah. Yes. The intro was sick. I really enjoy the reverb that's on Jamie's voice here as well. It's another one that stands out to me. And I'm going to give a shout out to Corey and Cody Morrison and Uncle Todd, because Uncle Todd's the one that introduced me to this whole entire album. And I'm sure we woke up pretty more, plenty of mornings over there with uh, Whiskey Eyes and Ashtray Breaths. I'm just saying. So shout out to them. They'll probably never listen to this, but it's 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 been said. I love Jamie's voice in the intro. I really, really like it in yes. the intro. And I dig how the music just slowly rises. It kind of starts off a little bit slower yeah. and then it builds up. I, I like that build up. I love his his whole vocals just in the whole like first minute are fucking great. Yeah, and I love how the acoustic is what picks the whole song up. The acoustic guitar brings the whole song up around it. It's not another instrument. It's that acoustic that brings it up. And it's a different place in the intro and first verse. It's in a different place in the song in the intro and first verse and chorus. Um, See, I loved the chorus in this one as well. Yeah, I loved the chorus. And then the lick, the, the guitar lick and the ride cymbal straight into the solo was fucking fantastic to mm-hmm. me. At that point, I said, there you go. This is what I've wanted the whole album. This, yeah. is, this is what I want to hear right here. This is fucking dope. Yep. So I had to listen to the song a couple times. Um, I like the backup vocals in to like the pickup into the chorus and stuff. Yeah, the harmonies like on the chorus is something that I really like. That are awesome. Um, the slide solo at two ten is bamf. Like, yeah, it's the only way I can describe it. Like that happens a couple more times throughout this album before it ends. But yeah, uh, yeah I really like the harmonies on the chorus and the punches at the end of the chorus. The way that the song just punches. It's just quick, almost like cuts, but it punches. Great slide solo on this one as well, into a really cool guitar solo with a different tone than what mm-hmm. you've heard so far. So once again, you kind of sing how they like play off each other. It's yeah. a slide solo into a guitar solo, which is really really cool as well. And he uses the phaser again, like quite a bit yeah. in this, and you can even hear it like in the chords, which I just again think is really weird. You don't really hear that a lot mm-hmm. in country. Uh, I like how the electric guitar kind of chugs chugs the song into that outro into that singing outro mm-hmm. just chugs it along got anything else to say about the song uh, the tempo change like back down like really keeps the song fresh because it does yeah. it, like about three and a half minutes in it starts to seem stale and yeah. then it kind of just winds down I think that's pretty unique 8.6 8.7 Oh, so we're all in the eights on this one uh, and Chance and I have been really close on a lot of these songs as far as rating wise goes and once again I'd like to remind you that Tristan picked this album <laughs> uh, number 11 on hey, the I album didn't say I had to love it no you're right number 11 on the album is Dreaming My Dreams someday I'll get over you I'll live to see it all through but I'll always so at this point i kind of was just this fucking album sucks i don't like it (laughs) this song came on i said really i thought we were done with this i thought we were getting back to good country i like three songs i don't have a lot to say about this album Um, i liked like i said i like the message he's a great lyricist i like the message that he's trying to trying to send i just think it was not achieved yeah really delicate intro on this one 
really delicate and, and, and unique in the fact that it's so much different, I think, than a lot of the other songs. And it's a very different feel in this one than any of the other songs so far as well. So this is the one I lied to you when I said earlier that I thought it was George Jones. This is the one that I immediately was like, is this George Jones? Like, is this a cover? So I looked it up immediately and figured it was a Waylon song. Yeah, this is written by Alan Reynolds. So it's another mm-hmm. the other song on the album that's not written by Jamie Johnson. It, it's, it's a good song but a little slow for my liking. It really broke up the album, in my opinion, and it's funny because I almost get on like like a Christmassy song vibe off this song. I think a lot of country gives me that vibe, honestly. Like well, a lot of older, old country, at least. I'll, I'll finish that statement by saying, like I said, it, um, it, I get a Christmassy vibe from this song, and if there's one thing I hate in this world, it's Christmas music. <laughs> I hate Christmas music so much. Some of it's not completely terrible. Some yeah. of it is the worst on the planet. I think this kind of like shows where he's playing like three different styles. I think that um, like mowing the roses is that like newer yeah. style kind of country. He shows that he can do that kind of like older outlawish style, slower stuff. And then this is kind of like a mix between the ballad and what like his style is. I mean, I know what you meant by like a lot of the country sounding like Christmassy, but like I'm not, I don't want to say a lot of it, but like some of it. I feel like every more than other in any other genre, yeah, especially I, like the Wayland and George Jones. And I some feel of the, like, like well, stuff. and I mean, a lot of those guys did George Christmas Street. songs or Christmas albums, yeah. and a lot of artists do. Christmas Christmas albums. I mean, like, I'm sure we can expect, like, you know, Cardi B to put out a Christmas album really soon. <laughs> I'll fucking buy it. It's like, silver bells. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just stupid shit. But anyway. MCMB forever. Yeah. Um, Bro, that's Nicki Minaj. What are you talking <laughs> I'm just saying. Are th- they're different people. Not you. Yeah. They're different people. Yes. They both have fake no. asses and make terrible I mean, music. I don't One know what a WAP is to you guys, but worse. I've got kids, so WAP's a wet-ass pacifier. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, the outro in this one is very similar, but different. And once again, you get the studio sounds of them kind of talking to each other while this being recorded. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give my rating 5.8 on this one. 5.8. 5.8. What'd you give it? 5.8. 5.8. Oh, you weren't? Okay. Yeah. Damn. 7.2. Uh, Tristan liked this one. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was okay. Yeah. All right. We'll now, realizing it's a cover, as a cover, I think it's like an so 8. So real quickly, this is a song that Jamie didn't write. And what was the other one that Jamie didn't write? It was The Door Is Always Open, right? Yeah. What, what'd you give The Door Is Always Open? Real quickly, let's go back. I mean, I could go back after and look, but... 7.3, I think. So, yeah. the two songs that Jamie didn't write, Tristan Man. likes a good bit. Um, let's move on to number 12 on the album. Yeah, but I've given high ratings of that already. For those of you that are getting tired of us now, now there's only three songs left. Just hold on. Trust me, we were tired of this. Hold too. on loosely, but don't let go. Um, number 12 on the you're album. You're going to get fucking sued, dude. As women. Um, if you, I'm just saying, if you cling too tightly, you might lose control. Number 12 on the album is Women. Women. They're all crazy. Some hide it well and some just let it show Women, take it from me I've been around enough of them to know uh, wow, Jamie says what most of the male population of the world thinks or has thought at some point. Yeah, and I love the tempo. This is this is like the country that I like to like faster, yeah. but yeah. still boppy. Honky tonkin. Yep. The beginning is hilarious. This. The symbol crashes after each time he says women. It's like women. Well, and then in the really second verse, it's not a symbol crash. It's like a weird slide thing, or it might just be electric. I'm not completely sure, but... Yeah. Um, and he does it like he does a different thing like in the third verse so like after each verse when he says women there's like this weird thing going on yeah i thought that that was pretty cool i mean the first line of the song women can't live with them somehow you can't ever live without them yeah you know what i mean 
But in the beginning, he's trying like horrible, to's. horrible experience. He's like, yeah. speaking of women. Try, try, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Trying to is what makes the world go around. Um, the chorus in this one's really cool lyrically. Uh, I've made a sad one laugh. I've made a good one cry. I've made one scream my name to the good Lord by yeah. and by. I'm assuming it's because he's just made a woman angry. That's what he's singing about there. Um, <laughs> I've made I've made him go insane and I've made him go away. Just can't ever seem to make one stay. I, I, that's a really cool chorus to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved very, it. It's very classic country once again because yeah. that's, I mean, that's a, a classic country chorus right there um i really like the slide solo in this one as well yeah. I thought the slide solo gave it a really nice feel bamf and did you hear and you kind of talked about it i almost heard a slide whistle is what i heard when he says women women woo. it was like a slide whistle almost that's possible yeah when he says women after the symbol crash in the third verse um, possible music in this one is strong especially on the outro i think the outro on this one's really cool uh the outro into the slide outro is different on this one and i kind of liked it into like almost a shimmer sound towards the end that i really thought was mm-hmm. cool and stood out to me anything else on this one i mean i also put that like all the endings are weird so i mean we're pretty much like noticing a lot of the same kind of stuff like especially with this like there i feel like there is a lot going on but there isn't yeah I, at I, the same time I feel like the slide, the steel guitar, slide guitar, whatever you want to call it, at the end of every song, it just it gets annoying to me. Uh, so with that being said, 7.7. Same. 7.7. Do we really all get yeah. that one at 7.7? Wow. Uh, <laughs> they ain't going to see me doing my dance. There you go. So all of us gave that it's one great. 7.7. Hold on, I was on your ass. That might be the first time yeah. so far for all of us. No, that is definitely the first time and probably yeah. the last. <laughs> well, I don't think zero is a rating on our show. I don't think we can give something a 0.0, but when uh, we do Nirvana, we'll probably all give it a 0.1. This is, uh, we got to find something bad, though. Neither one of us have significantly given anything lower than like, you've exactly. given a couple like 4.5s, I, I think. I think I think the couple songs on, on Dirt, I gave a bad rating. Uh, with that, oh, yeah, Godsmack. With, <laughs> with that being said, all of our palettes... And all of our, we'll call them mm-hmm. taste buds for, you know. Are very our, different. All of our earbuds are very, very different. Um, and when I say earbuds, I don't mean like skull candies. I just mean like what we're hearing is very different. You can find skull candies at your nearest Dollar General, by the way. I just feel like I like things that you guys also like, but we also have things that, I, I gave the Dirt review, a, there was a lot of good songs that I really liked on that album, but it's kind of hard to compare something like this and that when you're doing at, like song reviews individually. You know I what think I mean? that's kind of where I end up giving everything like sevens as a kind of medium because I'm not into yeah. it as a whole, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because I liked it compositionally. I tried to give it all like higher well, sentence, I, mean, I suppose. I don't know. I mean, absolutely. And I, and I would like, I would come back at you by saying like, respect Walker, you talking to me. But anyway, <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go to number 13 on the, we'll go to number 13 on the album. Uh, stars in Alabama. God put stars in Alabama. You just can't find in Same ones are waiting on you. I taught you how. So I think it's just another slow song. Yeah. But I, I do love the story and yes. I love the lyrics. Yes. I, I like it more than the other slow songs in the ballads, but it's still nothing musically stands out to me. Here okay. Either. So I really like this tune a lot. And like the conversation that it's written about is like a conversation that the writer has with his mother about being like too busy to come home. And I feel like we all know what that feeling yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we all get busy with our lives and the things that are going on and, and, and not only just home, but the things that we once had time for that we obviously care about become stuff that we have to kind of put on the back burner because we don't have the time for them anymore. Like almost like I would kind of relate it to like the time that I once had before I started this podcast, because now I have to edit every episode and I don't have any time to do anything else because of Tristan. I have no social life. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's my fault. It is. She's saying that I'll, you, you always find your way home sooner or later. And, you know, she says like the stars will will lead you home. And it, I, I, I don't know. I, I really like this song. I really like the message that the song mm-hmm. puts out. And like you said, it's very slow, but it's also very different. It's not it's not a love. I mean, it's a love song, but it's not. And a lot of this is love songs, but it's a love song in a very different way where it's not about. a, a I mean, it is about a woman. But what am I trying to say here? I have no idea. I sound like John Gruden. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, you know, fucking Joe Biden over yeah, here Joe recording Biden. this podcast. It's very different in the love song aspect rather than just, you know, I love this woman or she loved me and now we're broken up. It's a very wholesome love song about family, you know, realistically. Musically, this one's really strong too. And I know you said that musically you didn't really pick much out from this one, but I think it's a very strong song musically. And um, the last line is very strong. Oh my God, I wrote, did we hear a different outro than the rest of the album? We did. That's so random. That was a different out- outro. Yeah, what the fuck, James? Yeah, it's a very different outro than what the rest of the album is. So it caught me off guard because I'm waiting to hear that slide solo again. And um, it wasn't there. But anyway, like I said, but God's put stars in Alabama to help you find your way back home. Yes, there's stars in Alabama that just can't wait till you get home, meaning stars, as I believe, like family. There's people there that can't wait till you get back home, not just literally the stars that are there. And he also says that they uh, put um, stars in Alabama that aren't in Tennessee. So you could find your way back home. Yeah. So I thought that was also a really good line. I enjoyed the slow picking in the beginning, but this is also another really good example of him taking like his writing style and approaching like an older country song, I suppose. Like, but it seems more like his writing style and less of the older country stuff, I suppose. But he just does such a really good job at like writing these older style country songs. Like you could have put this, you could have put this back in the sixties or the seventies. Oh yeah. It would definitely fit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so let's talk about these lyrics really quick. I really like that. That second verse. I hung up the phone and I could feel the emptiness at 80 miles an hour. That's a cool line. I listened close and I could hear my heart beating louder than the tires. That's a really cool line as well. And then this old bus was headed west, but my mom was drifting somewhere towards the south. And I closed my eyes and I could see the bright light shining clearly through the clouds. Once again, if I take away anything from Jamie Johnson, it's the fact that lyrically, to me, if we're just basing, and you said it earlier, lyrically, there's a lot of depth in lyric. Right? He's a great songwriter. Yeah. There's a lot of really good depth and 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 music here, lyric wise. And once again, this is another song that was written by Jamie, and it was co-written by Teddy Gentry, is what it says here. But I think this song is really, 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 really strong lyric wise. Um, the end of the first verse, really quick, where it says, you know, tonight we played in Knoxville, and tomorrow night it's back to Music Row. It's a cool on Music Row. Most people that know who that know what that is, and it says, I don't know when I'm coming home. Montgomery seems so very far away and she said boy it wouldn't kill you now to look out past the bright lights on that stage that's a really cool thing meaning almost like the fame's got him caught up or the yeah. success has got him caught up so much that he doesn't have time to do the things he wants does like I had uh, said to earlier or that I had talked about earlier um, like I said I think this one's a really strong one to me um, not the strongest but one of the, one of the more strong songs on the album 8.2 for me gave it a 7.4 gave it a 7.0 okay Okay. 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 Sound like Tristan. Okay. Um, move on to number fourteen on the album, which is the last one, and uh, Chance is very excited because it's the last song on the album. Um, so this one's called "Doing My Happy Dance Again." Is yeah. this a roast? Yeah. <laughs> or a fucking hey, album review? Exactly. I've, this is probably going to get one of the lowest ratings that we've had on the show. Um, Ask yourself, you picked it. Uh, exactly. Uh, so, uh, so between Jennings and Jones. I rolled into town with a 
sound of my own Somewhere between Jennings and Jones This song was written by Jamie Johnson and co-written by Buddy Canyon, so another Jamie Johnson song. Cool intro in this one. Um, a little too more. Ex- uh, it's a little more extended than some of the others on the album. There's a longer intro here rather than you know the one we heard prior, which was just like a five second intro to the uh, to the song. Yeah, I, I loved the intro. I loved the song, the guitar licks. I loved everything. Um, and this song, to me, with it being the last song on the album, is what it really made his lyricism stand out to me. He pulled it off again. I mean, that's that is. I will not lie. That's 13 songs in a row that his lyricism has showed that it's it's yeah. potential and it's great. And the it's like we find these reoccurring things where like we've done the Black Crows album and the intros really stood out. Almost yeah. every song had that great intro. This one has really great lyric writing throughout and that's another reoccurring thing. Really um, bad outros. <laughs> yeah, really bad outros. I like the music change into the chorus on this one too. The way that it's almost like a key change and a whole it's a whole different change up than a lot of stuff we've heard before. And if that third verse just doesn't say it all to me. Third verse is really strong and I'll get into that once we finish just talking about the song itself. The outro is priceless and what a line to end the entire album. So this is one of the reasons that I picked this album. I fucking love this song. Even though I'd- Tristan's picking albums off of one song on the album. Eh, not necessarily. I mean, I'd heard In Caller before. Like, yeah. I didn't know you we were doing Nirvana. Man, we're just ripping each other apart here. My heart hurts. Stop talking about Nirvana, no. dude. So I, love- Man, I don't want to quote a really good lyric writer, but love will keep us together and love will keep us whole. It's one of my songs, but anyway... <laughs> I'm not Jamie I love Johnson. that this ended the album. It makes a lot more sense after listening to the entire album and like hearing yeah. all of his influences and whatnot because like I didn't realize like how much he actually does sound like Waylon Jennings and yeah. George Jones. But um not yeah. I know what George you mean. Jones. Yeah. Um very relatable. But he says I was singing half lit and they said it sounded just right. Like you know how that is. Like when you just have a couple and you're kinda in the groove. Like I thought well, that, I, I thought that, that was very relatable to a lot of people that play music. Well, it says some record executives found me one night. I was singing half lit, they said it sounded just right, and then he says, Right. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah, okay. And then put my name on the album, but they shelved all my songs, said I was somewhere between Jennings and Jones. That's I mean, that's a great core or not a great chorus, great verse right there. Uh there's a, just another really great steel guitar part in the song and the fiddle in the chorus is just like really subtle but i think like adds and draws everything together and i think it's worth being said that it might be because we're not these you know avid country listeners but a lot of these songs are very similar music wise and i'm not saying that's a bad thing because it is what it is but and it's also like i was telling hannah that it's a lot easier for us i believe even as uh, the three of us as a whole to pick out stuff that happens in you know rock music in songs more so than stuff like this there's more things that we can kind of pick out because we're used to listening to that kind of stuff mm-hmm. rather than listening to this stuff, which is very different. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, I told Carrie this album fucking sucked and I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> Tristan, what did you tell your girlfriend? Bro. <laughs> Bro. Man. So I said that the third verse says it all, and the third verse is what we said. Like, well, some record executives found me one night. I was singing Half Lit. They said it sounded just right. And then Jamie says, right. Put my name on an album, but they shelved all my songs. Said I was somewhere between Jennings and Jones. I mean, that says it all. That's music for you right there. Hey, you sound really good. Let's make an album. All your songs aren't going to be on it. We're going to take everybody else's songs because we don't like what you have. But, you know, you sound like, you know, somewhere in between Waylon Jennings and George Jones. And like I had wrote, the outro is priceless, and I think it's a great line in the whole album. It says, now to find me in a record store, it won't take you so long. I'm right there between Jennings and Jones. And literally, his last name's Johnson, so, you know, it's right between yeah. Jennings and Jones. I mean, it's so literal right there. And I think it's a great it's a great thing to sum up the whole entire album. It's like, hey, even if, you know, Chance over here doesn't like my music, like, you can find me in a record store, and if you're looking hard enough, I'm right between Waylon Jennings and George Jones. Like, it's really cool. I think it's a great way. I never yeah, I didn't thought look about at it like that. That's awesome. It's almost like a middle finger to everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
that's the way I looked at it. And maybe that's not really what he was thinking, but you know, I, I can relate to this song as well because it's like you, you work your ass off to try to be a musician, but everybody's like, well, you sound like this or you sound like that. It's like, no, I'm myself. That's the way I look yeah. at it. You know what I mean? I think this is another really good song. It's another strong one on the album, and for me, it got an 8.1. I gave it an 8. I gave it a 7.7. So we're also all all very close. So with that being said, it's time for... Let's Talk About It. Man, that was a really cool drop. I think I want to hear it again. Let's Talk About It. All right, so... Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Talk about it, I guess. Talk about it. So with that being said... I'll, I'll start this off by saying, like, I'm a fan of Jamie Johnson. I think he's a great songwriter. I think that if you're if you haven't listened to Jamie Johnson, um, which realistically, you know, we're here to, you know, talk to people that like Jamie Johnson and kind of give our, you know, well, they fucking hate me. Yeah, we're here to kind of give our opinion on him and this album in general. But if you haven't listened to Jamie Johnson, if you're a fan of older country, Jamie Johnson's probably something yeah. you're really going to enjoy. He's a great songwriter. I, I, I would, I, you know, I wouldn't take any of that away from him. I think he's a, he's an incredible songwriter. Uh, he's got a very deep. If you like that deep country style of voice, you're probably going to like it as well because he's got that very deep, soulful country voice. Like I said, it's it's very smooth, but it's also leathery at the same time. Overall, I mean, you'll hear our album scores. I, I think this is a pretty good album. I think that his next song, like I said, the guitar song, is a really good album, too. I don't know if there's any hits off that one that anybody would know, but I think it's a great album as well, and it needs to be said that it's a great album. You guys have anything to talk about? Uh, that's just one thing that stood out to me was his voice, his lyricism. Like I said, I think is incredible. I think he's an amazing lyricist. The, none of the music really stood out to me. I mean, there was four or five songs that I really did like, but the other ones was just annoying, and I didn't, I couldn't get into them. I did not like it. The album review kind of shows that, but it's still a decent album review because there were really good songs on it, and... uh like I mean, I'd, again, I'll go back to his lyricism. I think his his singing, his vocals, and his lyricism are out of this world. Yeah, I, I think that's really the strong suit of the album. I mean, the music is very good as well. The majority of the tracks, and like I said, if you're an old school country fan, you're probably gonna like it. So, with that being said, Tristan, let's talk about it. So, I thought this was like a really tasteful album. Yeah, we'll I talk, liked, talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I like that he used all of his tools to make all these slow country songs Yeah, because you don't hear that quite as, I mean, I don't know. I guess you do fucking hear it like all the time on yeah. country radio, but I mean, it's yeah. not, it's not done in the style of like old seventies country artists in the way that yeah. he does it very often. I think it's like, it's a really beautiful album. Eh, I liked, like I said, the lonesome song yeah. between Jennings and me. Like I liked several of the songs on there. I liked some of the covers. The two covers were okay. I don't know. I'm just not a huge country fan, I suppose. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's worth being said because you picked this album because you thought you were going to like it a good Well, I picked this album because I thought it would be a good one to review. I knew there were at least a couple hits on it that we would like. I wanted to see what the other songs were like and see. Let's talk about why you picked the album. Because... I had listened to about half of it before. I had liked a couple songs on it. I knew, like I said, about four songs. So I figured it would be a decent one for us to do. And I knew it was like uh, one that had some popular songs on the radio and some songs that probably weren't. It was just better than Luke Combs. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> realistically, not gonna, I'm not going to lie. I think you're probably right on the fact like... If oh I, man, I really wanted to do Luke Combs. I mean, if I, if I were to talk about it, I think that I... You should talk about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that if I were to talk about it, I would give it a higher... I would give this a higher rating than any of the Luke Combs album that we would have reviewed. Surely. I mean, that's just my thoughts on it. So with that being said, let's give our final album review. So my final album review of that Lonesome Song is a 7.8. Mine's a 7.3. Mine is a 7.2. Okay. All in the sevens on this one. So we actually weren't 
I don't know, as as far apart as some of the songs seemed. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because I, I think a lot of us had different strong songs on the yeah. album than similar strong songs. All in the sevens for us. Thank you guys for listening to another album review by The Music Dicks. This is sponsored by Tinder because Tristan needs a girlfriend. <laughs> All right. What the fuck? So we've learned today that Chance doesn't like slow love song country. We've learned that Tristan thinks that he likes albums that when he actually listens to, he doesn't. Jamie Johnson's a good singer-songwriter. Hey, now you know about him, the name of the Empress is near right. Hey, now you know about him, the name of the Empress is near right. Hey, now you know about him, the name of the Empress is near right. Hey, now you know about him, the name of the Empress is near right. Hey, now you know about him, the name of the Emp